Welcome to another episode of Empower Apps. I'm your host, Leo Deant. I'm joined once again by Peter Witham of Compile Swift. Peter, thank you so much for coming on. I think this is appearance number four, maybe. I, I don't know. So. I lost count. You're one of <laughs> you're one of the regulars. <clears throat> you're one of the regulars yeah. on this program. So I appreciate you coming back on. For people who don't know you, I'll let you do your own intro. Thank you. Yeah, I think I I now have more appearances than there are spin-offs for Game of Thrones. I'm not sure, but I think I'm winning <laughs> that fight. <But> yeah, <laughs> Leo, thank you. Thank you for having me back again. Yeah, I'm uh, Peter Whittam. Compile Swift is what I'm known as for the most part in our development communities, obviously with a focus on Swift and all of that development fun. And uh, yeah, no, it's great to be back. And I think we've got a topic that is not only informative, but people should really pay attention to because it's something people don't think about when it gets to the exciting season, which is where we're at. Yeah. So we we do our yearly WWDC recording, and it, it came to me that for a lot of, especially newbie devs, what how should they approach WWDC? Because there is a lot of stuff going on, and it, it can be overwhelming. And I feel like I've done this enough years now that I know the pattern and know the do's and don'ts. And I figured, you know, it'd be good to cover that in an episode but a month before WWDC actually happens. What do you, before we begin, maybe you can say, what do you think is the number one thing developers should take away when they get ready for WWDC? I think sense. the number one thing is pace yourself. Not everything has to be done the day the conference starts or even the couple of days before it starts, regardless of whether you're watching it remotely or you're traveling it and you've got one of the golden tickets or you're just traveling out to be close to the event, which fantastic if you are, but either way, pace yourself. Remember it's a week long conference, but it's really the week that starts off the next year for all of us. Doesn't have to be done the first day. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good point. They're all recorded, obviously, and much better quality, I would say, recorded than they used to mm -hmm. be when they were live. And they're going to be around. The talks are going to be around for a while. Take your time with it. Pace it. Depending on what kind of learner you are, you may want to just open up Xcode, which we'll get into a little bit later, mm -hmm. and just heck at it but let, i think it's a really good point to pace yourself because these talks are going to be around for forever there's no reason to hurt, rush into it what do you think what do you think are some things that devs should do to prepare for wwc right now yeah so i can run through what i do and i think like you said like yourself this is something that i've adjusted and figured out a game plan for me over the years, a lot of it by trial and error. The number one is, okay, wiping my production machine and downloading the first beta for Mac OS, not the first thing to do. Um, <laughs> so the first thing I do is I say to myself, okay, I'm, I know I'm going to take notes. I know I'm going to watch a bunch of things. I know I'm going to forget a lot of the things that I watch. And that's okay, because like you say, it's going to be there for a long time. But I also back up I, I use it as like a signpost to back up all of my machines even though for me rarely if ever do i install whatever we may get on that from the conference that first day but i yeah. use it as a good excuse to just okay back everything up 
because you had that it's like that midnight craving of maybe I just will try this new thing. So backing yeah. up is number one. Yeah. Taking notes and I don't take exhaustive notes while I'm in the sessions so that I can enjoy them because yeah, you know, otherwise you, you want to soak it in. You want to mm-hmm. be able to just take in the information first yes. and then go back and play it at yeah. two speed and yeah. figure out what are the specific APIs you should really be looking into. Think of it as, in some ways, it's like a, think of it as when you're, we used to, back in my day, we would wander around the video store, right? Before we picked what we were going to watch. Now we might scroll through the endless list on choose your streaming service. Treat it like that. Make notes for yourself that says, oh, there's something on topic X and I will go back and watch that. So come up with a viewing list for sure. But don't feel that there's that pressure to, okay, now I need to get into it. If you are in a position like you and I are, for example, you're in a Slack group or a good Slack group or Discord or some community, Share it and have fun with that community while the event's going on. There yeah, is plenty of really solo point. time afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. post some links to some of the WWDC groups out there, WWDC by notes. And there's a ton of them. Apple actually links to a lot of them too. But what I was going to say was you, what you want to do is like that they usually post the schedule of funny names that aren't like <laughs> anything related to the topic. And then right after probably like state of the union or the keynote they'll like actually fill in the names and i think that's a good opportunity if you want to do anything to prepare go through your developer app or whatever wwdc app you're using and clear out all your favorites and when the day comes start like going when the actual topics are announced go through and mark like what you want be very picky because there's going to be a lot and pick what are the talks you really want to cover and for yeah. me, it like comes down to what you're interested in, what your apps, your current apps could use, or what feature that you think is going to be released that is going to be like something you can really build on top of. And I yeah. think those are the kind yeah. of the three things. And then I would also say one more thing. There's a lot of, especially their design talks are really good. There's mm-hmm. some business talks too that you can tap into. That gives you a good insight into what Apple is looking for and what they think is going to be a successful app. And yeah. if anybody's going to know it, they're going to know it. So those would be the four talks I would look into. Yeah, I agree. And I think also almost subconsciously take note of patterns because If there is some new APIs, and let's pick one, for example. Let's say that there was a lot of talks on location services. Just I'm just picking one. That's usually a good sign that says, okay, you know what? If you want to maybe stand a better chance of getting featured in the store when this stuff comes out, this might be the thing to do, right? Because Apple will want to push whatever their agenda is for this year. And for example, location services. And the new hardware is this year. They're going to want to push that. Now, I'm not saying if you make a a, a to-do planning app, right? Don't go throwing in something that's completely useless in your app. But if there's a way to tie in what the trend seems to be that they're talking about, that might be a good plan as well. And you're only going to know that. a good example... The good example would be Widget Kit from a couple of years ago yes, was a great yep. example of something that you could throw in. Yep. Last year, we had live activities, which is mm-hmm. both a good thing 
to put in your app, but also was a great indicator of where the iPhone 14 was headed with Dynamic Island. So those are the things that you want to look out for that yep. I think is a great way to get yourself featured in the App Store and take advantage of whatever iPhone yep. is going to be come out in September or October. Absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah, so how can you tell how can you tell though the difference between something that they really talk about and push and something that quite frankly is gimmicky? And what I mean by this is we all know the feature that Apple will really talk about a lot in June and then no everybody forgets it by like December. Yeah. Like the thing that comes to my mind would be like message kit, like messaging apps. Like they didn't go anywhere. What else? Yeah. What else? Yeah. Uh, there's um, a few. There's a few of these things where it's just they talked about it and then it like it just didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. A classic, and this is not to pick on anybody. There are those previous years when things were live, and they would have third parties come in and do demos of something. And yeah. you knew while you were watching it, it's like, this is going nowhere. What is what is this about? And that kind of thing. And I think that you have to just trust in your gut that says, this doesn't feel like the thing. Now, there are sometimes, too, I think, they show things that are too early. And, for yes. example, AR and VR, great that they jumped on it. But I think, not that it wasn't ready, but it wasn't ready in the sense of... There, there was nothing really anyone had anything good to take advantage of it until recently. Yep. So something yep. like that where it's, okay, bookmark those videos, but put that on the B playlist, something like that. Yeah. Until and this year. Like, there's, you know. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm actually like, <laughs> side note, probably more skeptical that we're going to get anything in June, but we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I think, yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, I got a, we've got a, a viewer slash listener question that may come into play on that particular topic when we get there. So I'm going to edge my bets for now <laughs> until I have to okay. commit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think we've, we covered that pretty well. What, let's talk, you talked a little bit about backups. How do you go about installing or trying out new OSs and new versions of Xcode and stuff without breaking your setup? Yeah, so great question because I had a plan that worked for me for years and then didn't. <laughs> not because okay. it, it went wrong, but because it's just not really practical anymore. So I'll dive into why mm -hmm. I'm going to try and do it this year based on what didn't work last year. So normally what I would have done, let's take Mac OS, right? I would install it. First thing I would do, clone my internal drive to an external drive, make sure I can boot from it. That's my emergency, get me up and running fast system. Put it right. somewhere safe, right. don't touch it. Then I would take another external drive and try to, you remember when you used to be real easy to install an OS on an external drive and boot from it. Still mm -hmm. one of the things yeah. I loved about Mac. And that's right. not as easy as it used to be. So it seems now that the opinion now is, and something that I might try this year, is to create, if you have the space, create another volume on your internal drive yes. and put it on there. So that's yep. probably the plan I'm doing this year for the Mac. When it comes to my iPhone, I don't install betas, period. Because okay. I just remote working and full-time day job and that I got to be contactable 24 seven. 
and I don't have a spare device here that I could do that with for that particular purpose. Ironically, I do have lots of phones here. I think I got about five right now, but they all <laughs> need to work to test things because they're radically different models. But I don't do anything with my, I guess you would call it production iPhone, everyday iPhone. <laughs> Seems right. weird when we're talking about these phones to say, I've got my like everyday carry phone, my test phone and so on. But that's the living, same boat. Right? I have five yeah. phones. I got to. No. Yeah. So that's, yeah. The partition thing is pretty much what I've been doing to test out Mac OS. Hopefully there's not a reason for me to test out Mac OS 14, but we'll see. But what I'm more worried about, I think, for me, is as a watch developer, there's a lot of rumors that watchOS 10 is going to be big release. Radical, And yeah. that means I have to install the beta on my yeah. phone and my watch, which is going to suck because mm -hmm. those first betas can be really bad. If you really want to be safe, wait until the public beta. If you really want to be safe, then you put it on a different iPhone and watch. But we all know how difficult it is to put it on a separate watch that's not very practical but yeah. and also something to think about is probably putting them on a different apple account i don't do that but mm. it's it's probably what you should do honestly because you're updating your icloud stuff as well as your Yo. software so keep that in mind Good um, point but yeah that's that's the way i would do it what are what are some resources that you've followed every year besides um obviously using going through Apple's website or going through their developer app. So what are some other resources that you would recommend following just off of the top of your head? And if we don't think of it now live while we're recording, we'll put them in the notes. So <laughs> yeah, you can look at yeah, the links in there. There's always going to be thank, thankfully internet people are always good at telling us, Hey, you didn't mention this one. Thank yeah. you. Internet yeah. people. Yeah. A good one. And of course one, I'm sure everybody knows, but it's always so good. So reliable, right? Paul Hudson's hacking with Swift. He's usually really good and fast at getting out there to answer things like the questions that we as developers should really care about, right? What's the differences? What's the key things we need to know about? And also some extremely good examples, especially when it comes to... Well, even... I like, like, in the interim time, we get new... Real, we just recently got Swift 5.8, and I'm like, I don't know what yep. that did, what's new. And he has really yep. good articles with each sub-release of Swift that happens in the interim. So, yeah, I totally agree with Paul stuff. Yeah, yeah. Google agrees with me, so I know I agree. <laughs> I agree that Paul stuff is solid. There you go. Yeah, so there's that. Of course, there's a, a Slack that, you know, if, again, if you belong to a good Slack with lots of good folks, like the one that you and I belong to, a lot of good folks in there from many different there's backgrounds. There's usually a WWDC Slack. Yeah. There is iOS Happy Hour. That's a really good group. And obviously all the other iOS developers Slack. Yeah. You know, were there other resources? And Apple just has a say... Slack too. Yeah. So join well, the oh, Apple they, Slack during dub, dub. Yes, they have a Slack. Oh, it's I did not know. Okay. Where you could do Q&A. They have exercises and events going on okay. throughout the week. So definitely take advantage of that. That's where you actually mm -hmm. get to talk to Apple developers on Slack and ask them questions. It's not like a regular Slack. It's like very okay. rigid Q&A style. Mm -hmm. But I highly recommend taking advantage of that. I've been mm -hmm. doing the – I've been taking advantage of – one-on-ones throughout the year which i love that they do that now where you can oh. do one-on-ones with developers super helpful and also take advantage of off like their office hours get to, if you have a burning question for an apple dev now is the time to oh, yeah. start coming up with those questions and get those appointments like 
they have you can ask apple developers are awesome it's basically like using a dts ticket almost it's they're really helpful they know what they're doing take advantage of that and then what's the other they have another event going on so they have the slack yeah i I think i did that the slack and the office hour q a both of those are really solid opportunities to like actually have one-on-one time with apple developers and the apple developers the ones that i've i've dealt with in the past that they are absolutely fantastic they will they'll listen to you and obviously i guess it goes without saying but i'll say it don't go asking them to reveal secrets. Not going to happen. They might not even know. They might not. Yeah, even they may know. not even know. <laughs> I, re- I remember. It's funny. So slight side story there. I did a podcast recently with Joel Kian, and that may be a name some folks know, may- maybe not. But he was telling me a story about he was at Apple and was working on the the SDK for the original iPhone with the iPhone folks working next door, and they had no idea what they were working on. They didn't know what it was for. It happens on both sides, but it was, yeah, it was one of those where, yeah, they didn't even know what it was. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So I, I got to put that, I'm going to put that on my to-do list. I need to come oh, up Joel, with things Joel I want to ask Apple developer. Yeah. No, I was saying I need uh, to come up with a, my, to, my to-do list for coming up with questions for Apple devs. Oh, when okay. Because, okay. I need to do that myself because like I've apps in the works and I have questions. I have really good questions and they're super helpful. If they can't help you, they'll follow back with you. They'll email you Mm -hmm. back. Take advantage of that. And you're, you're Um, absolutely right. Just to bring home the point that you made, which is this is the time of year that not to say you don't get their attention the rest of the year, but this is when they are laser focused on helping developers because they're also looking to craft the products for the next releases, right? When we're talking software. Yep. So yeah. they need they need everybody's feedback and questions as much as you need help from them. They need it from all of us to know, get a feel if they're heading in the right direction and what they should expose. For example, I don't know this as a fact, but I would imagine trying to decide what APIs become public. If nobody's interested in one, they won't focus on it too much. Things like that. Right. So we should help them as much as they help us, for sure. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. What should we... I guess two other things I wanted to cover, and that you touched on this earlier. Okay. You talked about some stuff is not going to be ready for the .0 release. Yeah. So that's something yeah. to keep in mind. It's, a, it's not... And they'll take it out of the beta probably mm-hmm. by July or August, <laughs> and you'll know. Yeah. It's probably going to end up in 16 or 17.1 or whatever, point one that comes yep. out in November, October with the next set of new hardware. And what was the other thing I was going to say? What are... Yeah, I don't know. What else did we not cover? Do you want to answer so, some of your questions? I was going to say, I got a... I, I threw caution to, to the wind earlier and asked the internet people. And we have a Discord that we use for a lot of our live streams and stuff. And I put it out there and said, hey... Yep. Uh, any questions anybody wants? And I got a couple. And one of them is a topic that I guess we knew was going to come around. Let's start with the, let's start with the easy one. <laughs> what apps are you planning on building for the headset? <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so let's... I think it's too dangerous a topic to touch on, will there be a headset at WWDC? But I think what they're saying is, if there was, 
what apps did you build for it? And actually, I think this is a really good question for you because I know with some of your watch apps, like some of your, you've got Heartwitch and things like that. Is this, if this hardware is a reality, do you have plans or do you have ideas? Or maybe you don't want to share them. I do. Actually, I do have an idea. <laughs> I do have an idea on my bucket list. I don't know if I should okay. reveal it on the show because someone uh-huh. could my idea. So could you, if you don't want to steal my idea, skip ahead to whatever <laughs> time code where I'm done talking about it. Yeah. So I, this is not an exciting idea, but it's an idea I've been thinking about around the Dion house. We have some barren walls where I want to post pick. I want to do some pictures, add pictures to the wall and stuff. And so I think what'd be cool is an AR app. And I honestly it would work on the iPad. Fine. Our app, which would take, stuff from your photo library and put it on the wall of your house so you could see what that picture would look like. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. That maybe idea. order. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry. Uh, I'm, but... You know what? I'm going to give you this idea for free. Okay. You're, because I don't think I've got the time to build it. And I'm sure you do. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. That's why it's on no. the bottom of my list. But what about, okay. So I want you, I like that idea. Especially as okay. a photographer, right? If I can have an original Ansel Adams hanging on my wall virtually, I'll go with that. That's cool. It's yeah, cheaper. Right. So we'll go with that. <laughs> but also, what about taking like the, the fridge shopping list idea? You have a, an AR version of the shopping list that you can write on the fridge and it goes up to cloud for everybody. There, there's one. Someone uh, can have that for free. Yeah, see? Well, yeah, a to-do list app would probably be the first app I would do on the app because i don't know how to build a to-do list in our kit so i would probably end up doing that too but yeah i know what you mean yeah don't worry i think but if the headset does come out after about the first week there'll be a hundred tutorials on making a virtual to-do list that's traditional probably right? 300 300 bucks to file in feedback. oh yeah 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 sure. right yeah what other yeah. questions do you have yeah so that that was the first question this next one you and I have touched on before, but it's always worth talking about. What do you think of the one day format versus either the historic in-person format or the pandemic or virtual format? And what is it? So those are three different ones. Yeah. I think they're basically, so the, I guess if we would break it down, the old style, everything in person with live, right. The, the new mixed style of kind of this one day with, and then virtual and then the pandemic, right. all virtual. And I know for me, and I know from our previous discussions for you as well, I love the mixed. I think it's great. I think it's important to have at least the one day where, all right, maybe you didn't get to the Apple ship, but some kind of in-person gathering, then the virtual yeah. for the real technical stuff. Because I think you and I were talking before the show, We've lost that in-person in connection in some ways, especially for folks lazy like me that have not been to a conference in person for a while. Uh, guilty. So I actually think that the mixed is a good idea because I think that just doing the virtual is great from a technical standpoint. It's like doing your homework as a kid at school, right? It's great for that deep learning stuff, but the social mm-hmm. aspect is super important as well. Very important. So, yeah. You know what? But what do you think? I like the mixed, but how about you? I always wanted to attend WWDC in person. I think 
I was planning on attending in 2020 until the apocalypse happened. <laughs> I never had the opportunity to really do it. I didn't. I couldn't justify it before then, business-wise. Yeah. I think as far as like ingesting stuff and taking in the tutorials and the talks, I think I think the way it is now is fantastic. I think it's unrealistic to do a conference in-person conference with as big as Apple is now. I think 10 years ago or even 10 or 20 years ago, that made a lot more sense to do WWDC in person. But now it's it's so massive. Like Apple's the biggest company in the world. I just couldn't imagine them doing a conference and justifying it with as big of a developer community as they have. I do think that, ne- but you lose out on networking. You lose up on yeah. meeting up with actual Apple developers in person. And so I think they're just... Luckily, folks like Josh in our previous episode are hosting conferences and folks like Adam and the folks at Synesthesia who are doing Swift Heroes, like they have conferences, we have Swift Toronto. And I think that's filling in that void of networking Mm -hmm. opportunity. Obviously, there's Zoom and Slack and Discord and stuff, but and Twitter and Mastodon. But like, I do think, yeah, the kind of like in-person networking is something that you just can't miss out on and it's unfortunate we don't have a way to do that now formally through apple but the other conferences are just filling in that gap i think and actually i like that i think it feels more personable when it's third parties saying hey let's do something get together because i anytime apple's involved and this isn't a criticism of apple but they're gonna be apple Right. And at the end of the day, that's a company. And so therefore, it's going to be very, it's going to be the way Apple does things, right? They have a legal and a marketing department that have specific guidelines as far as what you can and can't do. Exactly. And it's it's not going to be as loosey goosey as a small, yeah. Like, so for example, you would not go to an Apple driven event and be hypercritical of Apple in some way, unless you never wanted to go to that event again. Not to say that you shouldn't be critical. We should. But the freedom when it's a third-party-driven thing to to be realistic, I think, is the best way to put it, and to not let marketing and hype and everything else get in the way and really look at things and say, what's the state of play for us, really? Yep. So I like the third-party approach as well. Yep. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about before we close out? Anything you want to mention that you're working on? Yeah, Anything sure. Like- I'll mention something that I'm working on. I'm working on an app at the moment that I've been building. I'm doing this building in public, building and sharing with folks. And it's been very interesting. And one of the things that I've been doing that with on the live streams is building an app to help folks looking for work. And it's not complicated by design. It's not meant to be. It just enables you to put details in to track a job application and manage all of those. Because there it is, you put a, you apply to a bunch and there's, did I reply to that one? Did I set something up? Right, and you can track right. it in there. So I've got a beta, beta test flight version of that at the moment that I'm getting feedback from people on. And we'll put a link in can the show Can people sign up? Yeah, that'd yep. be great. Yeah, that is exactly what I want for folks. It's And given the nature of the app, it's, it's an excuse as well for me to do core data and cloud kit so that it'll, for the syncing. Nice, nice. Yeah, so I do want folks to use it. It's not going to cost anything because the whole point is it's, it was, the idea came about when all, lots of our friends, developers and that were losing jobs, right? We, and not to say that it's over by a long shot. 
But putting it out there for free in the hope that, hey, if I help someone find a job, it was worth it. We'll have a link. Do you have a name? What's the name? Uh, The name is (laughs) not one of my first choices. So we should talk about this just briefly. It was one of those I had a great name. Went up, went to put it in the store, and it's, now that exists. And you're like, ah, didn't think about that. It's the Job Finder Tracker, which is very descriptive. (laughs) <laughs> yes ariel michelli from app figures would love that name because it's easy to search for so that's great oh there you go so yeah it's it's not listed in there at the moment but if you go over to my website you go to peterweedham.com it's there and you can register to to get on the test flight i will more than happy to put people in there all i ask is that if they awesome. use it and they find something tell me about it but that's what i awesome. got yeah yeah Thank you, Peter, for coming on the show again. We'll have you on again in a month, hopefully, for our annual WWDC. Where can people find you online? Yeah, yeah. And Leo, thank you. It's always a pleasure to come back and talk with you. And again, I should say right now, thank you, Apple, for again putting the conference on this year so that Leo and I can come together. I think it's great that Apple does that for us. For us, Uh, yeah. I think that's like exactly what they're thinking of, yeah. Yeah, they say that they don't think about the little guys, but they do it for you and I every year. What is it? Apple, can... Apple is number one, consumers number two, developers are number three. I think we're like number 1.5. We're like yeah, eating Apple and the yeah. consumers on the priority I list. Th- yeah, We know that they're watching in the background. Hello, Apple. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Apple. But yeah, you can find me two places. Like I say, Compile Swift is pretty much what I'm known for everywhere. CompileSwift.com and everything else. And then and me personally, if you want to reach out to me, you can go to Peter Widom, just my name, peterwidom.com. Uh, reach out to me there. Cool. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. If you enjoy this on YouTube, please can subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. You don't know how helpful that is. If you are listening to this, give us a review in whatever your favorite podcast player is. We'll be back in a couple of weeks to, I don't know, we'll talk about something. Maybe I'll talk about my Swift World Tour, which I'm currently on at the time of this release. So maybe I could give some insights from that. We'll see. Otherwise, thank you for joining us. Talk to you in a couple of weeks. Bye, everyone. Bye.